you should now be in Terreiro do Passo. Here, on the 1st of February 1908, the King of Portugal, Dom Carlos, and his eldest son, Luís Filipe, were shot dead. The monarchy fell. The people were divided between republicans and monarchists. Portugal was a country in flux and Pessoa was energized. We cannot find a period in Fernando Pessoa's life in which he was supported the established power structures. He was always reacting against them. He was always critical and against them. In 1926, there was a coup in Portugal, which resulted in a military dictatorship. This was then followed by the new state, an authoritarian conservative regime founded by António de Oliveira Salazar. Não discutimos Deus e a virtude. Não discutimos a pátria e a sua história. Não discutimos a autoridade e o seu prestígio. Não discutimos a família e a sua moral. Não discutimos a glória do trabalho e o seu dever. Ele é crítico do Estado Novo e do Salazar, mas aceitava. He is critical towards the Estado Novo and Salazar, but he accepted it. He says, I do not know what it is about the Estado Novo, but he says, well, Salazar manages finance as well, currency, money has credibility abroad, he recognizes some things and therefore he thought it could be worse. But then he turns completely against the regime in 1935, 1934, 1935. One of the regime's figures, Antonio Ferro, knew Fernando Pessoa from the times of Orfeu. Ferro was, incidentally, the editor of the Orfeu magazine's first edition. Antonio Ferro was in charge of creating in 1933 the National Propaganda Secretariat when the Estado Novo was formed. The National Propaganda Secretariat created a literary prize, Antero de Quintal Prize, which aimed to award a nationalistic book. Mensagem, which was first called Portugal, was just one of the several works that Fernando Pessoa had in mind to publish. He had to make another 10 or 12 poems in 1934 to complete the book. So it was relatively easy to finish the book and publish it and win a prize that was more or less already promised. Only there was one person on the jury that used to be an old friend of his, Mario Beirão, from that period with Agia magazine, who didn't like him anymore. And so they didn't give him this prize. They gave it to a monk who wrote a book called Romaria. But Antonio Ferro arranged for another prize, not a second prize, a prize not for the book, but for a poem. And Mensagem was awarded the same amount, 5,000 escudos, which at the time was a lot of money. Message is a work that has a lasting quality. It's a work in which Fernando Pessoa worked on from an early stage. It was, there is a very perfect combination of word, 
rhythm, sound, image and spiritual force that are evoked from those people and that are within us and which we manifest. So it is a magical work. There is an esoteric strand in it. Let's say Pessoa's hope, and he always had this hope, that Portugal would someday return to the glory experienced in the past. Ferro was aware of the literary value of Fernando Pessoa because there was in the literary republic half a dozen people saying that Pessoa was an extraordinary poet and so on. That's why he knew that Pessoa was highly rated. What was Ferro's intention? Well, he explained it. He wanted to make him the poet of the Estado Novo, the poet and prophet of the Estado Novo, and he wanted to turn Mensagem into that. Let's not forget that Mensagem ends with the words, the hour has come, and this happens in the beginning of the Estado Novo. But Pessoa was never interested in being a writer for the regime. A month after he received the prize, he decides to write that bombastic article which he called Bomba. I prepared a bomb for the first time in my life. I made a bomb and threw it out into the middle of the street. This was an article praising the number one enemy of the regime, Freemasonry. That was seen as a huge ingratitude, a boyishness of a man to whom we have just given a prize. From that point on, Fernando Pessoa was out. There was a prize-giving ceremony. Pessoa did not attend it. Salazar made a speech. The speech caused the reaction of an enormous rejection of him. Salazar in that speech said that, on the one hand, censorship was necessary, and on the other hand, guidelines should be presented to writers and artists. It's one thing to forbid, saying you cannot write this. Another thing is to say you have to write this. When he turns against the regime, he will say a very funny thing, that I was not aware that in order to have a good administration we had to sell our souls. I already missed the time when the country was poorly run. And that was the turning point. Antonio de Oliveira Salazar. Antonio de Oliveira Salazar. Three names in regular sequence. Antonio is Antonio, Oliveira is a tree, Salazar is just a name. It makes sense so far, yet the meaning of it all is a bit bizarre. Then, in March, he wrote the famous biographical note of the 30th of March, in which he defines himself. And it is where he says he is a liberal, a nationalist liberal, and he also says that he is a faithful Gnostic Christian, loyal to the secret tradition of Christianity, and then in the position of initiated. And he seems to have been initiated in the three lower grades of the apparently extinct Templar order of Portugal. Therefore, when he says Gnostic Christian, he's also saying that he's completely 
in opposition to the Roman Catholic Church, since he thought it was one of the forces behind the ban on secret associations. In 1928, Pessoa published an essay in Presença magazine, entitled Bibliographic Board. Presença was based in Coimbra. Its editors were José Régio, Adolfo Casais Monteiro and João Gaspar Simões. One of the main goals of Presença magazine was to publish and resurrect, so to speak, the work of Mario de Sacaneiro. And this is one of the reasons why they contact Fernando Pessoa, because Pessoa was the depository of the work, and he was therefore in charge of organizing the edition. And from the outset, Fernando Pessoa maintained fairly regular correspondence with these names. The first study on Pessoa was published, when Pessoa was still alive, by João Gaspar Simões. It is a chapter of a book called The Mystery of Poetry, to which Pessoa reacts in an excited way. He finds it absolutely extraordinary. He almost cried, as he writes in a letter, when he received the great praise from Gaspar Simões. He was very flattered by it. And above all, somehow he realizes that what he has always believed in began to gain substance, that is, the recognition not only from his generation, but what really interests him is the recognition of the next generations. So when Pessoa wrote to the young presencistas, he knew that he was writing for the entire 20th century and even for the 21st century. And in this sense, it is very interesting to see how Pessoa tried to correct and shape the idea that the presencistas were forming of him and of all the first modernism. The second modernism was a very conservative movement when compared to the first, and Pessoa's lesson on pretense, on fictionalization, and the playful game he created with the heteronyms was something that really disturbed the second modernists, the whole of second Portuguese modernism. Presença magazine published 54 issues between 1927 and 1940. We have finished the first part of our tour. We suggest you take the tram number 28, which you can find in Rua da Conceição, which is the street where Sacarneiro was born. You get the tram to Campo Doric. You can also walk or take a taxi. Our next stop is Casa Fernando Pessoa. It's in Rua Coelho da Rocha. <laughs>